0: You're listening to the Daily Missioner podcast with Benedict. We began this tractate of first fruits by looking at the idea of how a plant was rooted into the soil. If the plant wasn't properly rooted in the soil, in the owner's soil, it couldn't be brought. We went on from there to talk about different issues about status, social status. Um, status of inheritance if you're a woman or a uh, women or converts or sharecroppers or leaseholders can't bring Bikurim just as plants which are not properly rooted can't be brought as Bikurim and we touched on these issues again when we discussed the procession of the pilgrims going to Jerusalem that depending on their status the people in in, different kinds of people in Jerusalem would come out to greet them. And we learned, however, that the king himself, when he brought King Agrippas, when he brought Bikarim, would hold his own basket on his shoulder. So we have different models of status, different ways of dealing with different types of status. And we return to this issue in the seventh Mishnah of the third chapter, when we Learn about an entirely new kind of status differentiator. Originally, everybody who knew how to read would recite. Anyone who didn't know how to read, someone would read it for him. Makrin actually means literally to make someone read. It means that someone would read out the words and the pilgrim would repeat the words. And then the Mishnah goes on to say, They were prevented from coming. People stopped coming. This distinction in status stopped people coming. Why? Well, because it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to have to show publicly that you can't read. That's the, impl- that's the clear implication. And we'll draw that out in a minute in a comment from Tosafot. But the Mishnah says, without explaining why, people were, were, people were prevented from bringing, bringing their first fruits. So they decreed that someone should read, read out the words, both for those who knew how to read and for those who didn't know how to read. Actually, just as we do today, in today's Torah reading, and this is the comment in Tosafot that I couldn't resist bringing you. And the, the context is the last eight verses in the Torah, and but Rabbi uh Rabbeinu Tam says, our our custom today that two people read, and he's referring here, I think, to the Baal Korea and to the person who says the Brachot. Um Bukhola Torah in the whole Torah. Omer Rabinu Tam Rabenu Tam says Kadesh Loit by Esh Loyit by Yesh Mish Enoyodali Krot so that someone who doesn't know how to read shouldn't be embarrassed from coming. And then he goes on Kinyan Shimatsinu Bumasek Bikrim and he quotes our mission. So in other words, according to Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi Nuttam, our Mishnah and the principle that we don't embarrass people, we don't demand from people. We, I mean, the rabbis could have demanded from people that they learn how to read, but we don't do that. The, the path we follow is inclusive rather than exclusive. We make it possible for everybody to come. That's the seventh Mishnah. And then the Mishnah goes on. The rich would bring their Bikurim in, cont- in containers of silver or gold. <speaking in foreign language> the poor used to weave these wicker baskets of peeled willow branches. And then the Mishnah goes on. <speaking in foreign language> the baskets, not the containers, not, not the gold baskets, but the containers, the, the, the wicker baskets, the Salim nim La Kohanim. The baskets in the Bikurim were given to the Kohanim. Gomorrah again quotes quotes our, our Mishnah here and says, um, how do we know that poverty follows the poor? Essentially that poor people get poorer and rich people get richer. And Rabbi Bamari says, Well, we learn in our Mishnah, <laughs> this is our Mishnah, that the rich people bring in golden baskets and they take them back. The gold, the poor people bring in um wicker baskets which they made themselves which actually might have some value to a poor person i mean do they have i mean i don't know we don't know where they have baskets they don't have disposable um, plastic bags you know in in dozens as, as we do today the poor people who bring in handmade wicker baskets actually bring them themselves and then finally following on this question these questions of status so we're circling around from social status to um, economic status and now to the status of the contents of the, of the baskets themselves Rabbi Shimon Ben-Nanas Omer Rabbi Shimon Ben-Nanas says they would decorate the Bikrim with species other than the seven species and we've learned already of course Again, going back to questions of status, that only the seven species that the land of Israel is praised for can be brought as first fruits. So the question is, okay, the, the core of, of what is in the basket is going to be one of the seven species. What about the decorations tied onto the basket? Can Do they need to be of the seven species? And Rabbi Shimon Benaz says no. And Rabbi Akiva comes in here and really jumps down on this and rabbi akiva um, he's in the first generation after the destruction of the temple you can't decorate the bikrim with things other than the seven species it looks effectively as though you're bringing things other than the seven species up to the temple we can't do that and the Rambam comments just, he just gives us two uh, two words. He's very, very concise, but very powerful, the Rambam. The halacha goes according to Rabbi Akiva. We maintain the distinction. Even, uh, we, we maintain the distinction. These, these distinctions are important, even though at a personal level, we may sometimes prefer inclusiveness to exclusion. At least in terms of the seven species, species, we maintain the specialness and exclusiveness of the Bickory. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah podcast with Benedict.